1: It was about 10 o'clock in the morning. On the smooth road which led into Wakefield from the direction of Huntsville, Kit Calvert's green Lincoln Roadster is a streak of color which slices past the startled eyes of farmers working in the field. The seat of the car, the bright unnatural shininess of it, makes it alien to the quiet countryside where things move at a smooth, unhurried pace in the colors nature had given them. And Kit, at the wheel of the Roadster, is alien too, filled with unrest and bitterness. Now, as the highway enters the outskirts of town, she slows sufficiently to recognize a familiar figure walking along the edge of the road, her ex-husband, Bill Meade.
0: Good morning.
2: Oh, hello, Chip.
0: May I give you a lift in the town?
2: No, thank you.
0: But don't tell me you're walking to keep fit, Bill. You're much too young to begin being earnest about your waistline.
2: I enjoy the exercise right there. Sometimes this is all I get all day.
0: Yes, I know. And besides that, the fresh air is good for you.
2: Anything wrong with doing something that's good for you once in a while, Kit?
0: No, I suppose not. Just rather dull, that's all.
2: Well, I've got to be getting on into town. So long, Kit.
0: Oh, wait a minute, Bill. What? I. I want to say goodbye.
2: Goodbye?
0: I thought that would catch her interest. Is yes, Bill? I'm leaving town. Where are you going? I don't know yet. Doesn't matter. The important thing is, I'm tearing out, And if I never see Wakefield again... When are you leaving? Hmm. There are a few little items I have to take care of, first. You see, Dad has some quaint idea that I'm going to leave the baby here with him. Of course, he's wrong about that. I have to make him see it.
2: Well, then, you plan to take the child with you.
0: Naturally. That's what I wanted to tell you. I thought it only fair to let you know. We might even arrange for you to see him under supervision, of course. Sometime before I leave. Since you may not see him again for years...
2: I wouldn't be so sure about that if I were you. Why not? Because I intend to put up a fight for that child. And I might win. Oh, Lord.
0: Surely you're not still harping on that. You don't honestly think there's anything you can do about taking that child away from me. I
2: intend to try.
0: Well, of all the unrealistic, stubborn, muddle-headed... Why?
2: Because I want something you don't want me to have? Because I want custody of my child? A child you admit you don't give a hang about.
0: Look, Bill. You used to threaten me with that bugaboo. The fact that I said a couple of times in anger, mind you, that I wish I'd never had the child. Well, it doesn't work anymore. Judge Willoughby awarded that baby to me, and that's the end of it.
2: Not for me. And I warn you, kid, if you do take the baby away, just be prepared to make a quick trip back. Just in case.
0: You're insane, Bill. Can't you get it through your head? The thing is settled, finished. The best thing for you to do is forget all about it. Besides, think of all your lovely freedom. Now you're an eligible bachelor again. Free to go back to Peggy Douglas. Or, uh, wait a minute. Maybe you had another plan in mind. You and Peggy and the baby in that raised-covered cottage. Is that it?
2: No, kid. I don't have that in mind. If I get the child, I'll bring him up alone.
0: What's the matter? Doesn't Aunt Mary's little ray of sunshine go for the idea of being stepmother to my child?
2: I have no right to expect Peggy to bring up your child, Kip, even if I did have custody of him.
0: Oh, but the child is yours, too, dear. Remember? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Peggy's love isn't as deep as I thought. Well, in any case, it makes no difference. You're not going to have the child, and you might as well get used to it.
2: I'm not getting used to it, and I'm not giving up either. My life's been an awful mess, and there's still very little hope for me so far as personal happiness goes. But one thing I intend to get—the personal satisfaction of knowing my kids are going to get the breaks according to what I
0: believe—you're really very funny, Dick. The whole situation is funny if you only do it. But now this tops everything—the fact that you and Peggy can't get together because of the baby. Your son.
2: What's so funny? <laughs> oh,
0: if you only knew. If you only knew.
1: As she shot down the road toward Wakefield, Kip was almost amused, thinking of the final ironic twist in the complex pattern which had begun when she claimed Lisa Fenner's child as her own. For now, Lisa's son was the barrier between Bill and the girl he loved. At least he thought so. And still... He'd never get custody of the baby. There was someone in Wakefield, however, who felt differently about Bill's hopes for winning custody of the child. Jessie Calvert, who shortly before noon in the Wakefield Trust and Savings Bank, overtook her ex-son-in-law as he was about to hurry through the swinging glass door. Oh,
3: hello there, Bill.
1: oh Mrs.
2: Calvert. Oh,
3: well, I'm you, maybe. I mean, to talk to. We can't really count that day in court, can we?
2: No, I suppose not.
3: Well, courtrooms always put sort of a blight on me, anyway. You never know quite what to say. Oh, am I detaining you? You in
2: a Well, I was just going out for lunch.
3: Oh. Well, where do you eat lunch, Bill? A coffee shop?
2: Yeah, as a rule.
3: Oh, good. I'll walk along with you, if you don't mind. I've an errand to take care of nearby.
2: Okay, Mrs. Talbot.
3: Well, Bill, I must say, being a bachelor again seems to agree with you. You're looking very well.
2: Am I? Oh, I don't feel very different.
3: Oh, I think you feel a great load lifted from your shoulders. You know, I felt all along that you and Kit weren't happy. It seemed to me your marriage was doomed from the beginning. I suppose. You're fortunate to be out of it, Bill. Of course, it's just shame about the baby. I'm sure you'd make a wonderful father given half a chance.
2: For a while, it doesn't look as if I'm going to be given that.
3: Yes, I know how you feel. The way the law is. It's a shame, too. There are so many things they don't take into consideration. I thought of it in court that day. If I could have told some of the facts I know.
2: I don't get you, Mrs. Talbot. What sort of facts do you mean?
3: Mm, Lots of things. Things I've seen at 11th Street. She's hardly what you call the maternal type, though. But I don't need to tell you that. No. Well, between you and me, I think she resents that baby. Always has. So why she wants to hang on to him, I'm sure I can't imagine. Unless it's to get back at you, because she knows you want him. A lot of women are like that.
2: Oh, don't say a lot, Mrs. Talbot. I try to tell myself Kips an exceptional case.
3: Well, oh, perhaps here, in some ways. She's certainly more difficult to cope with than most girls, anyway.
2: Oh, well, talking about it doesn't change anything.
3: Oh, I don't know about that. Sometimes you just happen to hit on a helpful idea by talking things over. Frankie, Bill, I've always been very much in sympathy with you. I only wish... Well, at least, though, with Ben feeling the way he does, you can be sure the baby will have everything material he needs, and I do mean everything. Ben's taken good care of that.
2: Oh, it's not the material side that worries me. It's the baby's welfare in other ways I'm concerned about. The influences he'll have in his life as he grows up.
3: Yes. And you're quite w- right to worry about that side of it. Because if Ben follows through with his philosophy... Uh, yeah. But, uh, I'm feeling you're not going to let that happen. you prevent it somehow.
2: At this point, I'm not so sure. There's very little I can do.
3: Oh, I wouldn't say that, Bill. You would reopen the case?
2: I can't reopen it, unless I have new evidence to present to the court. Where am I going to get any?
3: Why it? Well, I wouldn't be too discouraged, Bill. You never can tell. Sometimes people make mistakes, you know.
2: As if I didn't know.
3: Well, I don't mean that sort of mistake, Bill. I mean sometimes people do things they'd rather have no one know. Things which might create trouble for them. And if those things come to light,
2: well, You're talking in a lot of ifs and buts, Mrs. Talbot. With the law, you have to have concrete evidence of some kind. And so far as I can see, there just isn't any.
3: Well, maybe you can't see just now, Bill. But you might be surprised before long. Just remember, you never can tell.
1: Puzzled, Bill asked himself what Ben Calvert's wife had up her sleeve. What did she mean? Was she hinting at something? Just how did she think she could help him? He had no idea of the truth that Jesse had mailed a letter some time ago to a firm of private investigators in Los Angeles, California, a letter from which Jesse expected some very interesting results.